Hello, we're the Siggy Bum Boys. I'm David. And I am not. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Custard Week this week. A new one for the show, but definitely a good one, I think. And it's week seven, which famously was the hurdle that tripped me up and sent me packing back in 2019. But that was festival week. I would have aced a custard week. Why is that? Well, David, because I'm a lover of cream in all of its forms. <laughs> a cream puff if ever I saw one. Anyway, let's play some ads and get on with this. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So before we get going with Custard Week, we do have to do the recap for last week. Now, David, I had to just remind what the episode was last week because you had no idea. 30 seconds. You've got to start now. I actually find this more nerve-wracking than a technical. Uh, it was Halloween week. Sure. I just thought of this myself just now. <laughs> um, the signature was apple cakes, which was quite boring. And for some reason, everyone thought I hated Maxi's. I didn't hate it that much. I just didn't think she'd get a handshake. Shabira's handshake, on the other hand, was fantastic. Halfway. Um, whoa. The technical was schmoz. Schmoz. Still don't know how to say it. It was a good one. It was good technical. Mm-hmm. And the final, they were doing like pinata type bashing things. And the judges really smashed them. And Dawn didn't do so well. Five. I totally forgotten who won for... Who won? Who won? Three. Who won? Shabira! Shabira won! Shabira Three. got Starbaker. What? No, it wasn't it Sandro? No, it was Shabira. It definitely was Shabira. Yes. And also, I wasn't timing there because I um, <laughs> didn't have my phone out. Because <laughs> I'm a professional podcaster, my phone's on airplane mode. <laughs> so, Custard Week, what do we think of that as, a, as an idea? I have been looking forward to this one for such a long time. Right. I mean, Custard is such a core part of so many bakes. And yeah. the Bake Off as well. Do you remember all those years ago when Deborah stole Howard's custard for her trifle? Iconic. How have they not thought of it since then? And that was actually headline news. That's how calm the world was at the time. Deborah's custard theft was like in the headlines. I saw a thing on Twitter showing a picture and actually the title of Deborah's trifle was Deborah's trifle made with Howard's custard. Iconic. <laughs> absolutely i mean people were outraged at that thinking it was like the worst thing that could ever happen in a tent it is strange as well that we have custard week this week considering halloween is like literally three days ago but halloween was last week yeah they they, seem to have missed up mixed up the scheduling there it was a long lead-in for halloween oh my god did you used to have green custard at school for halloween no we only had pink custard why was it pink strawberry custard no didn't it all of our custard was always pink i've got no idea why there's a problem with Whitby's, Whitby's food supplies. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it wasn't custard, David. <laughs> or was that custard with jam in it, maybe? No, it just tasted of custard. But I would rather have had pink than green. So Green's at Halloween, weird. we had green custard and black ketchup. Like, it was like a huge thing in our, like, dinner hall at school. Anyway, that's my childhood. I loved it before the show started as well. We had um, Kevin just listing all the custards he could name from Wikipedia. That was very nice. <laughs> I remember before our, before one of the weeks, I think it was Dairy Week, in our year that I was convinced that there's going to be a custard of some sort because custard's basically just dairy, right? And so I spent hours trying to research and remember all the different like creme chibot, creme like diplomat, mousseline, like all that nonsense. I don't think I do know them. I know there's ones with 
whipped cream added and gelatin added. They're all basically and... a creme pat, like plus something. Yeah. Right. And there is, but really, a quiche is a custard, a savory custard. A quiche. A quiche. A quiche is a custard. <laughs> I love a quiche. And also even a fruit curd is really a custard. That's true, actually. Do you know what? I also found something else up this week. There's a type of set custard that doesn't have a pastry case. It's called a douchette. <laughs> which kind of sounds like the kind of thing you would do, Michael, for a date that is going surprisingly well that you didn't think was going to have such a good outcome. Just a outcome. little one. <laughs> a little douchette. <laughs> I wish they'd done douchettes for the signature. <laughs> I would have. Oh, no, I don't, actually. I That's have... awful. <laughs> That's a different show, David, I think. <laughs> I think that lives on like after 11pm. Okay, so they enter the tent. Uh, Sandro is in all white, which is a brave choice, entering the bake-off tent, considering how many things go flying in there, particularly if he was going to be doing a douchette. Um, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> <laughs> but the signature was Il Frottante, which is a poached meringue on top of some creme anglaise, and they had one and a half hours. They did this as a technical a couple of years ago. Do you remember? Oh, I didn't realise this. No, yeah, it's been a technical before already, but I think it was a good challenge, don't you? Yes. I don't know why they all went for a French meringue. Surely in this situation, doing a Swiss or something is better, or does it mess up the poaching? Yeah, I would have thought even Italian, because does it have to actually be... Because if you did Italian... It had to be poached. Oh, okay. In that case... Yeah, maybe I think I would have done that. Maybe that maybe they were told they had to. You don't always know what the brief says. Right. I do agree with Maxi on this though. I love custard, but for a meringue, I like crisp. I don't really like these kind of soft yes, meringues. Um Prue wanted it to be silky and soft, but also firm. And I think we've all wanted that from our lives previously, I'd imagine. Well, so what's the difference between Swiss and Italian for those who might not know? So so a French meringue is normal. It's like basic bitch meringue. Yes. And then Swiss is when you cook the egg whites and the sugar together over the pan. And yeah. then you beat it as hard as you can. In Italian is where you then pour the hot syrup into the egg white. Right. I used to love it in Italian, but I can't be asked anymore. I'm all about the Swiss these days. Yeah, Swiss is my favourite as well, mm. yeah. <laughs> the men are lovely from there as well. Uh, okay, so during the bake, what do we think of... What, who was our, our favourites? I loved Shabira's. However... The little chicken Kievs. Yeah, the little chicken Kievs. I think... One of the problems with that was the fact that we can't smell anything. Yeah. So when you're watching on TV, you're just seeing the visuals. And I could not get over the fact that it looked... Like a bowl of Weetabix. Yeah. 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 And I would have liked to have tried it because I kind of thought that crumb might be a bit crunchy. Um, but they loved it. So I, I couldn't work out how she'd done it on top of the meringues without all the bits getting into the custard. It was a strange She's one. She's so clever. Um, I thought Janusz's one was one of my favourite ones, though. Like the vanilla latte, a gorgeous design idea. I thought it was really smart and piping them so you didn't have to make a quenelle out of those, like... I don't know how to make a quenelle. A quenelle? Quen quenelle, yeah. Quenelle. I don't know how to do that. I don't, don't think I'd want to do that. So piping them was very smart, I thought. And no one really got the quenelles perfect so obviously not many people could do it with with a meringue and you say like Janusz is such a clever idea and to steam instead of poaching like mm. his was he was the genius this week i in terms of flavors abdul always cherry, does it for me because the orange is going to be so nice with the custard and then a cherry coolie mm. it's like to be mm. fair though i thought sandro's flavors sounded quite nice this week it was cherry almond and hazelnut i mean he's definitely beginning to throw the kitchen sink at it just being like please desperate for a handshake but like his i thought he was undermarked actually in the judging i thought his flavors sounded great and they kind of they said it looked a bit messy and i was like i think it looked there is a style of decoration that does look messy, but like intentionally so. Like, do you know what, you know, like what Ruby does on Instagram, like Ruby Bogle? Like yeah. her stuff looks messy, but like in a artistic way. I thought his stuff looked really good this week. 
I think that it was maybe a little bit messy flavor-wise only because the joy of this one is the simplicity of a really nice simple custard and the meringues. And I think you had to be a bit careful. And he added so many different flavors and textures, like the jelly at the bottom. Like it was probably all a little bit too much, but I agree, maybe undermarked. Yeah, well, I thought Janusz was going to get a handshake, to be fair. Every single thing that they said was, this is perfect. There was nothing wrong with this. And then just walked away. And I was like, this feels like handshake territory. We all know famously that you detest the fact that Maxi got one last week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shall we talk about that little, that little rowback on Twitter that Called you did? out on Twitter. Well, I didn't hate her cake so much. I just didn't think it was a handshake worthy. <laughs> but, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I enjoyed that Prue said about Janice's bake. She said, it should just disappear into your mouth. Like a little magic trick that all the gays are very good at. Uh, <laughs> oh, Kevin. You haven't spoken about Kevin. Oh, Kevin. He made little like meringue frisbees, didn't he? <laughs> I don't know how he practiced that and it worked. Like adding that much Prosecco into a, an already formed meringue, you kind of think it's always going to collapse it. Yeah, it was quite a lot of liquid that he threw in there. I wasn't quite sure what he was doing. I did enjoy when they kind of looked around everyone else was doing fairly well. Then he was like stirring a bowl of slop, just hoping to kind of pull something out of it. Bless him. Kevin always seems to hit the right mark with flavours though. They always are impressed with his flavours and just a bit frustrated that the technicality of the baking parts. And he used light cheese. Did you know in theatres they use light cheese as eyeballs? And light cheese works very well with custard. But his customer's a bit slack, sadly. But a lovely light mouthful. Congratulations on that, Kevin. However, he was the bottom of a pretty good bunch. Yeah, they all seem to be There can be lots reasonably... of bottoms in a pretty good bunch, to be clear. <laughs> but um, sadly, he was the only one. They um, did seem quite equal this time, didn't they? It was a relatively apart, apart simple... Yeah, like, but like he said, he wasn't that far at the bottom. It wasn't a total disaster. I mean... Sure. I mean, his flavours were great. I kind of felt a little bit like, this is going to sound cruel, we all know I love Kevin, but last week, his bake would have been great if it hadn't been made by him, and it kind of felt... <laughs> yes. Yeah, I hear you on that one. What I mean is, if it hadn't been made by him in that instance, in that situation, that was the problem. Like, I'm sure it worked fine, and I felt gutted for him in a showstopper, actually, because apparently it did work perfectly at home, and it was just like, oh, it's one of those. Anyway, yeah. we'll get there. Can I just say one thing that my takeaway from this one was that Shabira, Shabira definitely Shabira. started wearing her comfort clothes. Like she came in just in a hoodie, <laughs> and it helped because she was really calm, relaxed. She didn't seem as stressed this time. So I like. I think she needs to come in pyjamas next I week. I didn't notice anybody's... The only thing I noticed was Andrew wearing completely white, which just felt like a strange choice to me. I don't well, think Prue I... also, in the Vox Pop before, Prue was dressed as custard. She was all yellow. <laughs> Which looked quite nice. <laughs> Mrs. Bird herself. Yeah. So in the technical, they had to make six pistachio and praline ice creams and cones. And they had two hours, 45 minutes. And it was a staggered technical. I thought this was absolutely gold. What about you? Gold as well. Technicals are nerve wracking enough. Like people don't realise it's nerve wracking to do any of the challenges. Technicals are awful. Like everyone is terrified. And when you throw something like this into the mix, it... And it was even, even better there. because Sandro had said just in the Vox Pop just before he'd been like, I'm just going to stand at the back and watch everyone else. And then he was the first person with no one else in the tent. He had to do it on his own. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. And also when Noel said shit just got real, that felt like one of his ad libs that he did. Like it didn't feel like mm. that was, I doubt Bake Off would have scripted him saying shit just got real. Yeah. But like that felt like a Noel being like, you're fucked. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a lot of people complaining that uh, it wasn't very custardy, but that's not true. It a is. lot, a ice lot cream of ice custard. Cre yeah, a lot of ice creams are a total custard base, and then right. you go with it. So, like we said, in all of these things, like technicals are really good when you've got multiple elements where you kind of need to hit all of them mm -hmm. for it to be really successful. And this was one of those. And I thought as well, like what I really, really loved from it was it wasn't just the bake that think about like 
So normally it's not good to put something hot into a freezer because it makes condensation, it raises the temperature, it means all the stuff in your freezer gets warmer and it just ruins everything. In Bake Off, famously, we're all like, well, fuck it, it's not my freezer. Yeah. I'll just break it. That's fine. I just got to put this hot stuff into it and that'll deal with itself. But they had to think about that. And that was where Shabira fell down, was that she didn't think about the fact that she was raising the temperature of something she needed to use later on. I would have definitely fallen for that. The only reason I don't put things into the freezer is because I've got other things in there I don't want to defrost, like my peas. <laughs> Whereas, like you're saying, Bake Off, you chuck anything in there. So I would have 100% thought, I need to cool this quickly. Freezer's I don't think I have place. any frozen peas. I don't think I've got peas in my freezer. I've, I don't eat them. They're just always there. They're just there just in case. Yeah, always. <laughs> yeah. Mine's just full of sourdough. So normally pistachio ice cream, here's a little spoiler for the world. Normally pistachio ice cream, when you buy it, is just almond with green food colouring. Did you know this? Interesting, no. I yeah, because your brain goes, oh, green almond must be pistachio. Like, apparently it doesn't normally have pistachio in it. Is that because pistachios are too expensive? But also it doesn't really taste of, it, it's quite hard to get pistachio, unless it's like a gelato that's being made. Like pistachio ice cream, no, this, it's really hard to get the flavour of pistachio so, in. So, Hackney Gelato, my favourite ice cream, they do a pistachio almond and lemon one. Do you think so that's just good. almond and lemon? No, they would never. They would never lie to us like that. <laughs> there's, there's one pistachio in there. Um, I genuinely thought it was a brilliant, brilliant challenge. I loved the step, stepping of five minutes. It was tense. It was challenging. They were actually having to think on their feet. It was brilliant. Yeah, and Maysam was not here this week. They didn't use her because they actually had the equipment. They actually had they the equipment. They actually had an ice cream maker and a waffle... <laughs> Off lion. Iron It was called like maker. a Pokemon ball. It was like a flattened Pokemon ball. Um, I really enjoyed Abdul just consistently burning his entire cone mixture just the whole way through. Just burned. <laughs> he didn't get burned. it even at the end. It's like, okay, stop reducing by five seconds, Abdul, and maybe take a good chunk of time off. Like, yeah. Um, I also really enjoyed Kevin just quietly muttering during like a quiet moment, just being like, tighter at the bottom, tighter at the bottom. And we've all we've all we've all been doing that haven't we we've all been sat there quietly in a quiet moment like tighter tighter at the bottom tighter at the bottom i'm very tight anyway <laughs> famously tight actually aren't yeah. you yeah kevin my favorite bit for kevin was when abdul was still going and he'd already been judged and then they you could just see him in the background just eating his melted ice cream with a wooden spoon <laughs> looking really sad oh, i love him so much i'm honestly gutted um I thought it was very smart from Sandro to plug his bottom, which I'm sure he's done before. Um, but like popping like chocolate in the bottom to stop any of the liquid pouring out, I thought it was very smart. Yeah, when I used to eat Cornettos, I used to eat the whole thing. I wasn't sure where that story was going to go there. Just <laughs> when I was eating, yeah, when Cornettos. I used to be plugged. I used to always want to go just get down to that bottom chocolate bit. It's the best part of the whole chocolate bar. Chocolate bar. Cone. Isn't a cone a bit like a tweel? It's like a tweel, isn't it? Yes. Like a tweel biscuit, basically. I do love tweels as well. So Shabira, Shabira obviously didn't do very well because she had to pour hers into her cones. I mean, pouring ice cream into a cone. It was like a milkshake. Yeah. What would you have done? Is there another way you could... I mean, she could have lined hers with chocolate and it might have been a little bit better. But watching Prue nibble off the bottom and it dribble down was not very pleasant. I got three three perfect prugasms. Um the first one was uh Sandro that she was thrilled about his, that he managed to get two balls, which I was pleased about. Shabira when she bit off the tip and got cream all over her mouth. Thoroughly enjoyed that. But the best bit um was when she said to Kevin, there's a big great ugly lump on top. Um which I didn't know she'd been partial to my bedroom antics recently, but um, <laughs> A really good challenge overall. However, Shabira Shabira was well and truly at the bottom there. Kevin came third, Maxi came second, and Sandro came first. Well deserved, I think. Did they say in the brief that they had to have two balls? I don't know how many balls they specified. I, don't, I probably didn't specify, but they probably wanted like a good, 
a good weighty amount of balls. Yeah. Weighty, two weighty balls. I think Max only had Sand- one weighty ball. Sandra had two weighty balls. And, and Shabira, mm. her, her balls had, yeah. <laughs> Some quite sad balls there. Showstopper then, a set custard gatto, which had to be set and supported by custard in four hours. What did you think? Loved it. Really good challenge. People did complain also this week. There wasn't a lot of baking. Like this, we're getting to the first bit of baking in the whole of the episode. People oh are actually gosh, making yeah, cake. So, yeah. But I think that's a bit harsh because Bake Off, yes, it's in the name, but really it's sweet and savory goods in the kitchen. There's loads of things that you can do in a pan and steam, etc. So I did not mind at all. What other fun things can you do in a pan, David? I don't know. Where's Michael's mind going? You're too tired to think of the innuendo. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. We'll move on. There was, there was the joke it there was like a something something bed pan something something sex something 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 sex <laughs> <laughs> um, i thought a really good challenge as well yeah i actually enjoyed when they were making the custards there was lots of interesting hand action some of them were just like stirrers some of them are kind of like proper whiskers and janusz had like this kind of a bit of a flourish with his wrist obviously janusz does i mean probably a pro um at his wrist action but like he was properly going for it did you see him he was beating yeah very flexible wrists there janusz something to be proud of i think so a question for you mike Michael, do you like it more jiggly or more firm? I would definitely go for a jiggle, personally. There's more to kind of play with. Do you think? I like how you just, for the listeners, you can't see. David just like tested himself, giving himself a wiggle. Did a little jiggle. <laughs> I think I'll be more firm. You like a firm one? Yeah. Okay, fair. I mean, each to their own. It's yeah. all about versatility here. I really enjoyed that Abdul went off-piste and went for a milfoy. I thought that was a really, really smart idea. Yes. It made him stand out from the crowd and actually probably a bit easier to do because you're not having to bake, like, make the mixture for a bake, bake it and then cool it. Like the puff pastry's got lots of resting time for him to make all those different custards that he was using. Yeah. Abdul was a rough puff this week. He was definitely the roughest of the puffs. I liked the fact that he was saying he'd used Paul's rough puff and then paul was so proud of it and then it actually wasn't very good so <laughs> paul's recipe's shit should have gone with someone else's abdul also paul definitely did not write that recipe that's come from somewhere else I he's know. got that off good foods and changed like three three ingredients for sure i also thought abdul this is the week he complained about getting frostbite has someone banned him from having gloves because every other oh, week he, he wears no gloves. gloves and this week the one time he probably needed it for his frozen mm. hands he wasn't allowed any gloves poor baby i genuinely thought his was the best thing in the tent this week that was the one that i was interested in that's what i wanted to eat and when they cut into it like it was holding itself perfectly 10 out of 10 from me janusz here's a drip there's a drip everywhere's <laughs> a drip drip like constantly i mean trademark drip it's not a thing to trademark. Yeah. I mean, if this was Drag Race, they'd be like, stop relying on that drip, girl. Like, we have had it constantly. However, I think it was a good idea. And also doing a condensed milk buttercream, I think, was a smart idea because we were talking about this earlier, actually, off... We actually have conversations off the podcast, can you believe, listeners? Um, but the the same thing with a mousse cake. You don't want a custard cake smothered in butter. Especially if it's not thick. If thick buttercream. Right. No. But a condensed milk buttercream is a really smart idea, I thought, to kind of get around that. Yeah. Um, apparently, or... though, Janusz is too thick in the mouth. <laughs> Did you know that? Despite that lovely wrist action, too thick in the mouth. I mean, Yanusha's was one of those ones because Yanusha's very good. So I was thinking maybe he's going to pull this out of the bag. But watching him make his custards, they looked really quite disgusting. It looked quite grainy. Grainy, thick, gelatinous, mm. tough. But it's quite hard to get. He was doing lots of different flavors. Like yeah. he was doing a lot in that time. And it looked stunning. It just perhaps didn't quite work in the same way as his other bakes have done. Even when they said he was in the bottom, I was like, no, he's not. Yeah. But that's because of they the other person have... that was in the bottom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the thing with Bake Off, isn't it? You can have someone who is well and truly the bottom of the week. And you've kind of got to make it look like they're joined by someone. They've got company down there. I don't think Yanush was 
really in the bottom. No. Maxi, I thought hers was beautiful, actually. It was the same thing as earlier when they slagged off Sandro's beak and they were like, oh, it looks a bit messy. I was like, no, that's the style. And did you see that Tweel Africa she made? Yeah. That was exquisite. There was probably just a little bit too much on. I, again, I thought it was very, very neat. The issue with Maxi's that was a bit controversial was the fact that it didn't necessarily hit the brief. Like they wanted all about custard, lots and lots of custard. And really her custard was just like a very thin line yeah, of but filling. I do think as well though, like if you, I agree, I agree. I think that was the, the two critiques I would have had was perhaps not enough custard. And I don't love like lots of food coloring in my bakes. Mm. Um, again, you got to think about what's hitting that toilet bowl later on in the day. But I do think if you're going to do that, because you did this in patisserie week in our year, you just made a cake and then yeah. tried to make it look neat. Like as long as, even if you don't hit the brief, but you manage to make it nice, as long as someone else fails or doesn't do as well, then you're going to be safe. Um, but I thought like she, her flavors looked nice. Um, her decoration looked beautiful. I disagree with the judges. I thought she did better than they kind of gave her credit for. Yeah, I thought it looked, and also the cakes looked like they were baked perfectly. Mm. Sandro, I think again, just went one step too far. If he drained it in just a little, I think he would have done a much it would have been better. In one sense, yeah. But in the other sense, it was also quite boring because it really, it, it was brilliant. Like it looked mm. stunning, but it was a very boring cake. And it was, again, we've seen this kind of stacked, perfect, kind of professional looking, what do you call these cakes? Show cakes. What do you call them? I don't know. Celebration cakes. Sure. It looked like a celebration cake, but it wasn't a very interesting one. Doing like the piped flowers done a million times, a little bit of gold leaf. Like it wasn't very interesting. But then um, it was a lot more spectacular than the other bakes in the tent. Like no one else had managed to get tears in the same oh, way the height, yeah. it looked like a, it looked like a wedding if someone had that at their wedding they'd be thrilled but again why was that it wasn't for the custard because he actually not only was he um having a whole like buttercream covering the whole thing each of the layers had a whole rim of buttercream around the edge and then just filled with custard nothing wrong with a lovely rim <laughs> he did have a nice rim and he filled it well <laughs> shabira shabira before we get on to kevin which we will get to shabira shabira's cake looked that was the bake of the like bake of the series thus far. It was stunning. You're shaking your head, but I'm not sure whether that's you disagree or whether you're like no. Wow. It's a, like I am bowing down. Honest goddess. Wow. Like what were the flowers made of? I've seen those before. Actually, when she first started peeling her pineapple, I was like, oh, Shabira knows her stuff. Sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> but it looked very unripe, and then we realised that's just a decoration. So basically, you get slices, very thin slices oh, of pineapple, pineapple flowers, and then you put them on top of a uh, cupcake thing upside down, and they make these beautiful flowers when they're dehydrated. It was the fact that she used custard to coat and made it was a creme legere right <sighs> like yeah. was it What's i've written that? correct in capital <laughs> letters like custard on custard on custard the decoration was stunning the flavors were perfect the textures were great like that was a handshake showstopper for me like yes why was there no handshake there and the jiggle when it was cut and then they started doing a little jiggle the jiggle oh. jiggle i thought you liked it firm well shabiras are like jiggly <laughs> for sure <laughs> Shabira Shabira's jiggle does not lie. That was absolutely 10 out of 10 stunning. She knocked it out of the park. I know, like, yes, giving it a little bit where she got Starbaker. She should have got Starbaker just for that showstopper. Right, I completely agree. And we'll we'll come back to that. We're going to put a pin in that because we do need to talk about our dearly departed. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the flavours first. Honey, thyme and bay. Stunning. Yeah, in love bay. Bay in a custard is sensational. I mean, I think he really, really nail every single bake that he did he nailed the flavors i'm still thinking about those toffee apple macarons that he did the other week um it was the first time this series there's actually been tension 
I thought like when he was like trying to make it work and then it kind of tipped and like the because he was using dowels but they weren't supported by the jelly not the jelly the custard it was all just beginning to fall apart and it was the first time that my heart literally went <gasps> yeah I got very excited in this one and started shouting at the TV to like lift it off Kevin lift, lift it, it off, off lift yeah. it off and he was very good at like I would have been crying on the floor um, and having an absolute breakdown whereas he was like I'm going to use two sands but then the others came in and helped him it was just so it was honestly it was really really lush and one once again, Kevin, although it wasn't, obviously he didn't quite get there. Like it looked like such a beautiful texture. It looked mm. like velvet, that custard. Mm. So he did make an amazing custard. It's just going to be very hard to have a custard that thick that's going to stand up. Yeah, I think genuinely that was the problem. If he'd had like maybe an hour longer in the fridge, it would have been perfect. And I genuinely think that if it had worked, he would have been right up there with Shabira Shabira. Like his flavours and the, and the fact it was going to be tiered and all of that. The decor was probably always going to be a little bit dodgy, just throwing some peach colored macarons on top i don't i'm not sure what the final one would have looked like if it was gonna I think be, they'd have been tumbling down like from the top down like down the side like a bit like a wedding cake-ish vibes yeah um prue said the more you have it in your mouth the more tasty it is can relate <laughs> <laughs> so top of the week was shabira shabira and sadly the bottom of the week was kevin i am so sad i think we need to make kevin send us some videos of himself doing uh, what just talking just talking i just want i want more of kevin <laughs> Kevin, will you do that for us? I honestly, Ke so Kevin joins the Week 7 Elite. So proud of you for that, Kevin. I think he's done a really good job. He's genuinely going to be really missed in the tent. That kind of dry humour, the genuine horror in his eyes whenever he was asked to do a technical challenge. His beautiful accent. His beautiful accent. Oh, it's going to be a real shame. Um, Shabira, I do think, deserved the win. Yes, I think Sandra was quite close. And yes, Shabira fucked it in the technical. But actually, in the technical, she only messed up understanding how a freezer worked. Everything else was perfect. And her signature was really, really good. So the thing with Shabir is it's not, she's, she's not just doing well, she's being creative. Like right. she is really doing different things. And I think that counts for a lot more. Like she could have literally done nothing in the signature and nothing in the technical. And that show stuff would still have made her star baker for me. And for me too. And that's that. We have our quarterfinals already. Though of course it's really sad to see Kevin leave the tent. But he does join an illustrious club of week seven eliminates featuring Jan, Lottie, John, George, Matt, and of course, me. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we've always said that weeks six to eight are good places to leave because you've done a lot, you've proved yourself, but you haven't had to deal with the pressure of the finals. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. And I don't really have a segue or what you might call a segue, David, <laughs> for that. So I'm just going to come right out and say, please subscribe to our OnlyFans at patreon.com forward strokes to keep on boys. Yes, please do do that. It helps us keep our podcast running and you also get loads of extra bonus bits with special guests, extra gossip, recipes and more. There's going to be so much more. So much more. And while we're selling our souls, let's just do another ad break before we get into the inbox. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. To the inbox, Michael. We are actually quite bursting, aren't we? Bursting at the seams constantly. But I want more. <laughs> greedy bottom. <laughs> I'm a greedy, a bottom. greedy bottom. <laughs> Please give me more. Right, we're going to start this week with Jeff. Jeff says, how many cameras and crew are in the tent? It's always amazing to me that given all the interviews, reaction shots, video of people talk, taking bakes out of the oven and so on, it's very rare to ever see a crew member on camera, especially given the confined space of the tent. How is all that choreographed? One of my favourite things to do with Bake Off actually since being on it is trying to spot the crew members because they are there and you do see them. So we rewatched the first episode of our series mm. fairly recently and you could see some of the producers because I used to just like hand them bowls so I didn't have enough space and I could see myself just giving them to one of the producers. There's quite a lot of them the quick answer is that they're all down the middle of the tent it's very yeah. clever there's like 60 people down the center of the tent and all the cameras face out along the benches mm -hmm. and then do you remember like probably only about two or three times in the bake someone calls them and they all come to the front of the tent and they take some wide angle shots that they then intersperse throughout but like you say there's also people running down the edge collecting balls you remember there's, there's no plumbed in water there's a guy no. that crawls around the floor bringing massive tubs of water to like connect underneath our benches yeah like it's not a kitchen right you have to ask for every single item that you need like if you need a teaspoon you need to specify how many teaspoons you're going to need throughout the course of your bake like it's pretty intense but also when they're all hiding for that big wide shot where they can get a shot of all the all the bakers baking they don't just hide in front of the tent they're hiding like behind fridges and like underneath yes. like in cupboards and like behind bits love that kind of stuff so basically there's loads of people at all times, really. It's quite noisy as well. There's always people talking, isn't there? I think that's what helped make me not so nervous, actually. The fact that there's a lot of people around you all the time. You don't, it makes it look like you're kind of just at a bench on your own and maybe there's a cameraman near you. Mm. But actually, there's loads and loads of people around. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right, next question. This is from Lucy. Oh, this is actually a story, not a question. Oh, a story. Let's I, was looking, I was looking, I was like, it's quite long for a question. <laughs> Lucy, I know you both have cats. We're going to come on to that on Patreon, by the way, and we want to join. Hey. Uh, oh, nice plug there. That was very natural. I know, so natural. <laughs> I know you both have cats, but I'm terrified of them. And a date I had last year did not help matters. Oh, no. After a delightful third date, we headed back to my date's apartment for some smexy time. Oh, it's, it's like it's like s'mores. 
Like schmexy. Uh, do you think that's a spelling thing, though? Is that an actual thing? I think it's like a, ooh, a schmexy time. Like a, like a Sean Connery. <laughs> that was my Sean Connery, she, by the way. So she basically went to go and have sex with Sean Connery. <laughs> well done, Lucy. Good on you. Everything was going is well. Is he still alive? Famously is he not? Dead. Oh, well, this, but this story could have happened from before. So she was having sex with Sean Connery before he died. In 1940. Yeah. Everything was going well. And I hope it's not too much information, but I was on top. That was too much information. Um, My dates... (laughs) What was it it that Prue said earlier? Prue said, a great big ugly lump on top. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say... What was it? A great great big ugly lump on top. So (laughs) was Prue being awful to Lucy? Sorry, Lucy. Apologise for my cut. Well, I'm not apologising. It was Prue that said it. I'm so Prue, sorry, Lucy. so sorry, Lucy. A disclaimer for Lucy. Obviously, thank you very much for your message. I'm so sorry to hear of your awful, awful feline experience. And we do not think that you are a big, great, ugly lump on top. That was Prue. Complaints to Love Productions, please. <laughs> right. We're going to continue because we're not even halfway through yet. My date scooped me round onto my back and was riding me to conclusion... When suddenly, out of the corner of my eye, I saw his cat casually sitting at the end of the bed, nonchalantly staring at me. I screamed and encouraged my date came, but the cat, probably terrified at my thrashing, ran out the room. I then lay awake all night, terrified the cat would come back. And although I liked him a lot, we didn't go on another date. So so she screamed and that made him achieve completion. Apparently, I don't know straight sex. Sean Connery needs to like (laughs) sort his shit out. This is weird. Yeah, definitely cat's not in the room. No, but it's hard to keep... You don't know where your cat is half the time. Your cat goes under the bed a lot. My cat... Yes, listeners, I have a cat now. I did try to close my bedroom door recently. So she was a rescue cat. So she's kind of got a lot of like abandonment issues. So if, I, if I'm if i not in the house, she gets a bit agitated. And she's like a shadow around, when I'm around. Like she follows me about everywhere. So if I go into my bedroom and I close the door, she hurls herself against it Aww. until the door opens. Right. Any Lucy's out there that happen to be male don't want to date with Michael. So you're going to have the same problem. <laughs> Whew, thanks, Lucy. Okay, now we've got Anon. Are we up to Matt? Is this Matt? We can just start again. Okay, this is Matt. Time to open up, bum boys. What are your fetishes or kinks? I think mine might be bread kneading. Sorry, what? Well, that's Anon. Matt thinks his might be bread kneading. I'm not sure if he means like actually kneading bread or kneading someone. I don't think that's a fetish or a kink. I think that's something you just like watching. It's like ASMR, right? Yeah, but maybe they're kneading something else and imagining it's bread. I don't want any part of me to be kneaded. Not, but when cats do it, it's really cute. But that's different. We're talking about fetishes. We're talking about... It's not, it's not, yeah, <laughs> not bringing the cats into this. Not bringing this. the cats into it again. <clears throat> I don't want to be needed in any sense. So, back to the first part of the question. What are your fetishes and kinks, Michael? Honestly, I don't know if I have any. A peek behind the curtain here, listener. Um, David did just reveal his fetish, but we're actually just going to hold that back because it might cross some boundaries. So, <laughs> David and my fetishes will remain anonymous. Maybe it'll be on Patreon. Maybe on Patreon. Maybe on Patreon you can join us. <laughs> Okay, final one now, Michael. This one, I'm going to let you just take... I'm going to read the question. You're just going to have the answer, okay? Okay, sure. This is from Rich. Okay. My delightful sticky boys. Sticky boys? Sticky bum boys? Famous sticky buns. We do have buns. (laughs) I have a stoggy problem that needs your attention. A stoggy. (laughs) Stoggy problem. (laughs) I'm in a new relationship and it's going really well. Snuggles, cuddles and one or two sticky buns have been very welcome. But my boyfriend loves to bake and I'm finding it hard to turn down his bakes. His biscuits are especially good, but I'm just not into sweet baking. I much prefer a salty snack. Mm, don't we all? You definitely do. <laughs> I often pretend to take them back to my apartment, but instead take them to work. I'm now scared for him to meet my co-workers. And when we move in together, he'll finally know the truth. Help. Just tell him. Oh, no. But if it's been like a big thing where it's been where he thinks he's like, that's his like 
You know, his people love have language. their love language, yeah. And he thinks, and, the, and he's been maybe a bit too over the top in saying how much he loves them. But he can love them and be like, oh, I love them so much. I wanted to share them and show off that my boyfriend was so, was it a boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah, you're showing off your boyfriend to your co-workers. You're like, I loved these biscuits so much that everyone else needed to taste them. Therefore, I shared them with them as well. And maybe he just needs to come clean about that. You're a genius. I'm Rich. very smart, actually. I got a first in English literature. English literature. <laughs> I'm not laughing at English literature, but it doesn't really help with this. But you have laughing fixed at books. it. A book's funny. And I love books. You have fixed Rich. Rich is fixed. There you are. You're I mean, welcome. Rich needs to stop saying sticky boys, though. Well, maybe he likes that. Yeah. Sticky bum boys, please. <laughs> And that's your lot for this week. Thank you again for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, please do keep spreading the word, share it on your socials, talk about it in the office, shout it from the rooftops, put it in your Tinder bio. Every little helps. Yes, please. Or you can rate, review and subscribe on all of the apps, all of them. Remember, you can get bonus content for supporting the podcast at patreon.com forward stroke sticky bum boys. And we'll be back next week for pastry week, which will surely result in at least one soggy bottom. Hmm, Something to look forward to then. See you next week. And remember, keep them sticky. 